You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Whether you're a big-hearted creative or an aspiring entrepreneur, let's take action on your dreams. Reconnecting you with your why and giving you the how. I'm here to dish out actionable mindset tips and fun industry secrets to help you blow up your biz. From eye-opening reality checks to motivational gold, no two episodes are ever the same. So tune in weekly, skip the FOMO, and let's dive into the deep together. TikTok. What do we think of TikTok? Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to talk about TikTok and Instagram. I think... A lot of people love to hate the platform and a lot of people actually love the platform. You can either be on either side of the fence. I want to ask you, where are you right now? We can hate it because we think there's too many young people on it or you got to show up and dance or you got to do something silly or you love to step up to the challenge of learning a whole new platform and making content for a new platform that actually works on a platform and it's bringing in more leads, making new opportunities for you and new connections. Hey, and maybe you haven't even been on TikTok and you haven't really thought about it at all. So I'm bringing on the show today, Rachel Canal, and she is TikTok famous. She's got over 600,000 followers on that and she's had millions and millions of views. She's a photographer. She's from inside the six-figure business map. She's also talking about Instagram as well, and she's got lots of followers on that. Needless to say, she knows social media. She knows what's working right now. And starting her business at the young age of only 16 years old, she has been working for years now to build something that she's really proud of, and um, she's taken all the right steps. So it's really cool to bring someone on that is on the pulse when it comes to TikTok. She's been on there for, I think, since 2019, I think, and... um, Yeah, she's been taking it serious and she's getting serious leads and serious work and serious opportunities. So I absolutely want to dive into that. Before we do dive into that, I want to let you know and just announce right now, because I'm really excited about this. um, We're having a big online launch on the 31st of May. Well, in the US, it'll be 30th of May. So just in a short month or so. And um, it's going to be incredible. So The star lineup, I'm just going to have a quick click through. So we have Donald Miller, and he is a New York Times um, author and bestseller. He's very well known for his business, marketing, and sales expertise. And he's going to be talking about how to build your brand for the future. Because right now, things have completely changed. Over the last couple of years, things have changed dramatically. The way that we view brands has changed. Um, Consumers have completely changed the way that we actually buy a lot of things. So it's really important that we reset and we see what is actually changing. So I'll be talking as well. My talk is must know strategies to maximize your impact. Cara Mia, an amazing wedding photographer and educator. She's talking about how to create intentional content, which is content is key in uh, today's future. And you'll see when we're talking today about TikToks and reels and things like that. When I say TikToks, I sound so old. TikTok, making videos, making intentional content and making sure it lands at the right time. So Lilu, which is my wife, she is a website and brand specialist. She'll be talking as well. Her talk is on how to convert your website traffic into leads. We also have Megan Brown and we're doing a behind the scenes uh, documentary on how she can book her first international wedding. So that's going to be incredible. The cool thing is the entire thing is free. And when you sign up, 
as a reward for early bird access, I'm going to give you over $1,000 worth of coupons and digital discounts to all my favorite brands. So that's worth 1000 USD just for signing up, which is crazy. And it's free. And it's, it's just nuts. There's so much value in this workshop. So at this workshop, we've been re-recording the whole business map, a whole flagship course um, from start to finish, making a whole workbook for the whole thing. And um, yeah, it's going to change the game in the wedding photography industry. And all of that is dropping on the 31st of May. And we're going to announce that at this launch, at this um, free workshop. So if you do want to head over, definitely click on the link below in the notes of this um, podcast episode. Put your name and your email address in and I'll send you the ticket. It's going to be a game changer. I want you to be there. Hey, I have Rachel here with me. She's a photographer from Melbourne. She started her career when she was 16 years old, which is quite a few years ago now. And uh, we're talking about today the influence of social media, in particular TikTok, and how that's really helped her blow up her business and um, take some market share. So, hey, Rachel, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. Very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you. Hey, so I would love to hear a little bit about how you made your break and your origin story. So this will go a while back. So I'm about to turn 24 now and I started when I was 16. So I feel like there was a lot of points that, you know, turned me to photography. But I'd say where I first started, I grew up on a farm out in the Yarra Valley Um, My dad has a strawberry farm and I was always taking photos of like landscapes, animals. Somehow that has progressed into models over the years. Um, But that's definitely where I found my love for it. And then, yeah, my cousin, she taught me how to use a camera at first because she was doing it um, at an art school and she would use me for her school projects as I would be her model. And then I just like, you know, get the full experience from the other side of the camera. And I just loved it. It was literally my favorite thing to do. And yeah, so pretty much from there, I decided to pursue it. I I self-taught, so I didn't do it in school or anything. I thought if I did media, then I wouldn't actually enjoy it because I'm being told what to do. So I would get up at 6am and do like YouTube tutorials and teaching myself um, how to use the camera, you know, how to organize photo shoots, all of that stuff. And then I'd go to school, you know, do all the homework there, come home, do my school homework that I was assigned to do. And I'd do more studying, teaching myself. So I was literally like doing it 24 seven. Um, Cause I knew that getting into the industry would take a bit of time and Cause at that point, I think I was year 10. So I wanted to like, after I finished year 12, have something to go straight into. So that's why I started that early. And then, so after year 12, I did a one year diploma in photo imaging more to learn the business and legal side. Cause I just felt like I'd feel more confident in myself if I just made sure I knew what I was doing. Um, so I did that and then I was straight into the real world. So Yeah, I started when I was 16, long story short. (laughs) That's incredible. So, I mean, we're going to be talking about social media today, but is it fair to say that you learned a lot of your um, skills and craft and what you do today from social media? Yeah, definitely. So I'd say just following all of my favorite photographers, just seeing their work all the time would definitely just make my my brain just be like with all this creativity, just want to try all these things. So that and then also just 
the connections you can make on Instagram because that's where I first started back then. I don't think TikTok was a thing or even Facebook pages. I was in like Melbourne Facebook groups and I just message models who were starting up, makeup artists, even like stylists if there was a brand so that we could all just come together to make a bit of a portfolio for each other. And yet none of that would have been possible if I didn't get onto social media. So it's definitely important when you want to first start, I think. It sounds like you got some drive and you're, and you're a bit of a hustler. Where does the hustle come from? Definitely my parents. So my dad's a farmer, like I said, and literally like when the sun comes up till the sun comes down, he's working. So he and my mom, they ran the farm together and they're also in property investing. So just growing up around them, I just watched their work ethic and we're also, you know, pushed to work on the farm as well so that we could see, you know, all the behind the scenes and see just, you know, how to run a business. Yeah, what it actually takes. Yeah, I've been working since I could walk pretty much. I got photos of me as a toddler in the shed helping packing. Yeah, cool. It's it's so interesting because um, I guess like, you know, talking to anyone, especially if you started started young and you've got a successful business, a lot of the times like people are sort of waiting and expecting something to happen for them and they don't go out there and make something happen. Um, yeah. And it sounds like you've really from the very start, like realized the amount of action you've got to take to hit those unrealistic goals. And you've basically been pounding at those goals. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us how social media has helped you build your whole business. Well, I can pretty much confidently say, I'd say 85% of my bookings come through social media and the rest would just be word of mouth that were from social media. As a result from social media? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, over the years it's built up. So there is a lot of word of mouth now, but in the beginning, Instagram. So I only got on TikTok, I think... It was like December 2019, so it's kind of recent. For that, literally every booking I got would come through Instagram because it's just an online portfolio where everyone can see your work. Totally. Yeah. So um, that, and then yeah, recently, so I started TikTok into 2019, and slowly I just feel like that's given me some more recognition. Not even just in Melbourne, like you know the country or even overseas. Like I have a lot of people in Europe messaging me and um, stuff like that. Was TikTok like an easy platform for you to sort of see and um, and sort of realize it was going to take off? So <laughs> I didn't really believe in TikTok when I first saw it. I said, it's going to be like Vine, like it's going to, it's going to flop, like it's not going to be a thing. So I didn't really talk the best of it, which was kind of embarrassing when I started like, you know, posting full on it and everyone's like, what are you doing? I thought you didn't believe in it. So, but one of my friends she blew up on TikTok. So she was a busker and, you know, she only had like 5,000 followers. She posted one video and I think it got 120 million views. And from that, she went to 500,000 followers on Instagram overnight and, you know, flown to LA, like all this stuff. And when I heard like that, I was just like, wow, this could really change your life. So like, what the heck, I'm going to give it a go. So that's when I gave it a shot. And I'd say at first I feel like it was easier to build when I first started, but I was kind of winging it at the time. I was kind of just posting. I didn't know how the algorithm worked or anything. So I was just posting whatever, posting behind the scenes and the photo, seeing what other people would do, try follow trends. But um, I love learning social media marketing. Like that's something I would do in my free time because I just love doing it. And so I've really got to know the algorithm and how it works. And there's actually a lot of psychology in it because the videos are based off watch time. So you want to get someone to watch it to the very end. So I have to think like what kind of text, like the hook that I'm going to use, 
Um, even just the colors, like colors have to like stand out because as you're scrolling, you have like one second to catch someone's attention or they're going to go on to the next one. It's mm. really like, you know, you've got a short time span. So, um, yeah, you catch their attention with the hook. It needs to kind of like trigger some sort of emotion where they're like, oh, I want to know what happens at the end of this video. So I do that and then maybe like every three seconds I have to put more text. So it's just like keeps like hooking their attention, keeps to the very end because you want to try get 60% plus watch time on your videos for it to make the for you page for it to go viral. I want to know how do you learn the algorithm of social media platforms? So I follow a guy on YouTube. He was... um, Robert Benjamin, that's him. So I was literally like in lockdown because I had nothing else to do. I would literally study his content every single day. And a lot of it is repetitive because, you know, there's only so much you can learn about the algorithm. So um, I feel like, you know, after, you know, we had a lot of time in lockdown in Melbourne. So a lot of time um, to really learn that. And then I just feel like it's sunk in my head now. So I can just think of it as I'm making TikToks, like, oh, this is what I have to do for it to go viral. And is it a lot to do with just sort of like um, trial and error and actually posting stuff yourself and then reflecting on what actually worked and what didn't? Yeah, pretty much. So you just, you know, post a bit and you'll see what works. So with me, I know that it's the more creative photo shoots that I do. I know that people love seeing the behind the scenes than the photo. So, you know, once I see the ones that go viral, then I tend to kind of like stick to that because that kind of becomes my niche. So do you think like... um using social media, especially something like TikTok where it's like super fast and you have to sort of like really please the audience. Do you think there's like a fine balance between what you want to create and what your audience wants to see? Yeah, I do find that sometimes. Even with TikTok, they're very picky with what you can post with like the guidelines. So I shoot a lot of swimwear and I find that I can't post a lot of it on there because it gets taken down for, because, you know, TikTok is targeted at a younger audience. So they consider it as like nudity or something like that. So I find that makes me, you know, push towards shooting more fashion or something like that so that I can post on there. But yeah, even like the comments you'll get and stuff, you, you know, people, TikTok is a mean place. (laughs) Like in all my years on Instagram, I've never copped hate, but every single day you'll cop something on TikTok. So I feel like even like the comments and stuff will change what you're kind of shooting. Mm. How do you deal with that? Because it's funny because it is such a fast platform, but it can be ruthless as well. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I probably don't deal with it. (laughs) I like I've turned my notifications off and I would love to like, you know, go to reply every comment, but I just find it really hard to be looking at, you know, when there's so many nice comments, don't get me wrong, but there's always, you know, those few where people are ruthless. Like we always, those ones stand out, don't they? Yeah, they do. We think about those ones. I did a photo shoot with my partner in lockdown, just a self timer one. And it did go viral. It got like 6.5 million views. And then I looked at the comments and half of them are saying like, you know, oh, I want to do this with my partner. But half of them were saying like, he's out of your, la- uh, your league, get me a bag for your face. This girl's disgusting. I don't want to see her ever again. I was like, oh, okay. I was not expecting that reaction. Mm-hmm. But from that, like I tried to like put it into like my advantage. So I would use those mean comments to then make more videos. So, cause you can like reply to the comments. Oh, totally. Yeah. So then all my other videos I was using based off that shoot were then going viral. So I was like every single video was getting like, you know, 2 million, 4 million views. And mm-hmm. then even my friends are messaging me. They're like, why do you keep posting them? Like you're going to get more hate. And I'm like, 
yeah, but it's making me famous, so it's okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, as long as you know what you're doing. So you can yeah. use it to your advantage. Yeah, and like social media is like a lot of people don't really understand social media at all, right? And I kind of cracked it like years and years ago with, with Instagram and a few other things. And what I realized is like people love drama and people love it if it's like a reality TV show. So if you're reporting back to or like replying back to comments, like that's direct drama but also reality tv like i'm i literally want to go back to your account to see what you say next <laughs> to the next hater yeah true very true with tiktok do you get many leads from that yeah i do i have my instagram attached to the account so mm-hmm. people will find me on tiktok then go to my instagram either message me there or then find my website link yep. but yeah i have had quite a few clients say that they found me on there from my stuff coming up on their for you page or, um, yeah, even I'll be at like events or something. I've actually been recognized in public a couple of times, which is totally crazy because um, people have seen my TikTok videos and they're like, oh, I love your photography. I've seen you behind the scenes. So, yeah, it's definitely taking things to the next level being on TikTok because it's just, it can take your videos like to that next level that Instagram can't because of the engagement. Yeah. Do you think it's um too late for people to get onto TikTok? Nah, I don't think it is. Like <laughs> my videos are still like, you know, blowing up now. So I feel like you probably just need to know the algorithm a bit more. I feel yeah. like in the beginning, it was a lot easier to go viral because they wanted to get people on the app, but you can definitely still get onto it. You just need to learn how it works. Do you think it's too late to get onto Instagram? No, but it's a lot different than it was when it first started. Even like I struggle to grow now. Like yeah, I used to go quite easy when I first started and mm. literally sit there for months until, I don't know, I shoot with someone big and then it might go up a couple hundred. So, yeah. It's so interesting because I remember when I, uh, I think back in 2014, everyone was telling me that they missed the boat on Instagram. Mm. And I was like, I don't think you've, it hasn't even started. And then I remember like 2019, people saying they've missed the boat and then 2020 and 21 and 22. And people don't realize like today people can build big audiences on any platform, if they've got the right content and they know how to create something that's like remarkable or something that stands out. And I've seen even this year, like someone create an account and then within a couple of months, it's got a million followers because they did the right things. Yeah. Do you, are you very intentional with um, your content and sort of thinking about what the trends are and like what music to choose and things like that? On TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm always looking at like the trending sounds. So I'll go on the For You page and you just go through it for like five, 10 minutes, you'll see which ones are reoccurring. So then I'll save those ones and make note to use them. Um, or else I might go to like one of the DJs who have like you know, a million followers. And cause I try use sounds that have a really good beat drop or something like that at the end. Cause even like I find it's so satisfying when totally. it like hits on the beat drop. So I always do that. I'll like, you know, find something that might have like four or five second lead in and then it has a really good transition into a new song and then that's when I go bam the photo Mm -hmm. and I just find it's really satisfying even I'm watching my own videos like yeah that was really cool (laughs) yeah 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 do you think that's a good way of looking at it so if you like like your own video then you probably are going to get other people to like it as well yeah I found that like even in my videos I knew which ones would go viral before they went viral yeah absolutely like I feel like it's better to just spend more time in making like, you know, five videos than trying to smash out 10 that might just get like 10,000 views when you can go for a million. It's funny because um, a lot of people 
kind of do social media wrong. And one of the ways they do it wrong is they post content that they don't even like because they think just posting content is the thing to do. And then they expect other people to like it or interact with it or be excited about it. Yeah. But it's like, if you're putting stuff out there that you don't, well, you wouldn't even comment on a caption that's, that has nothing like no substance whatsoever, a video that's boring and you want other people to get excited about it. It just not, it's not going to ever happen. Yeah. I feel like you can tell when you're more passionate about it. Yeah. Like, Cause you just give that, you know, extra effort to it, even in the captions or the hashtags or something. You can just tell when you're giving more to it. Yeah. You can tell when you're looking at someone's work too, and they're, and they're pumped and excited about something and you're like, Oh yeah. man, I'm excited now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, tell me about workflow because it sounds like it takes a little bit of time to sort of do your research, looking around at DJs, listening to music, checking out the algorithm, watching YouTube, creating content. Tell me about the workflow that's sort of in your life of your business and how that sort of works for you. Okay. So I try to get up pretty early. I'll try to get up maybe like um, quarter six or six o'clock and in the morning. And I'm pretty good at like a waking up to working turnaround. Like if I wake up at six, I can be at my desk working by six Oh five. Like I just wake up instantly cause I'm excited to work. So, but like before that, the day before I will plan out my day. So that way I know exactly what I'm going straight into. So it switches up every day what I do because it depends how many shoots I got and everything. So I'd usually work from six till eight and then eight till 10 I usually have a photo shoot session after that I'll go do Pilates because if I don't do exercise then I go a little bit crazy it's like my outlet so I get out of the house for that then I'll come back eat some lunch then I have about an hour or so to do some more work so in that time I'm talking like um, doing my emails replying to comments I'm big on doing my stories even that like um I know a lot with like, you know, getting the engagement with doing polls and everything. Like I've noticed how to get more views on my stories. I have another photo shoot session, usually two till four. And I have a home studio. So that's where I am right now. Um, so, I, you know, I can work. And as soon as someone gets here, we go straight into it. Um, and then after four, I have like a, I call it an after shoot care where I have like a list of things I have to do for all my photo shoots that day. So that I'll be like doing the invoices. Um, I have a list for my editing list. So I have like the client the have they paid the amount of photos they're getting the date it's due and then any special notes, if they need any extra things removed. Um, so I'll do all that stuff, making sure I post behind the scenes of my photo shoots because I always like to, because everyone loves seeing like how the stuff was done. Yeah, and of course. Everyone tells me that everyone when they come. Process. Yeah, when they come to my shoots, they're like, oh, I love seeing how you've done it. So I always make sure to do that. And yeah, I try like this year, because I'm in your, um, your business that course, and I've learned so much <laughs> from it's there. Awesome. So you, I've tried to set a time where I finish work now. So like 5.30 or 6 o'clock because I started your business app, I think it was it was like end of November or December, like last year. And before that, I was working. I, I was working like 5.30 in the morning till 9 p.m. nonstop every day. Like I'd have Sunday off only because I forced myself, but I was, and I was so burnt out. So I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And when I'd listen to your course and you're saying like, you know, you just have to be smarter with your time. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and I need sleep. Like that's how I can function to keep going. <laughs> um, and also outsourcing. And I need has, sleep. Yeah. Outsourcing has changed my life, which you also, you know, um, yeah. showed me what to do. So um, 
yeah, then I try to finish it like, you know, 5.36 and then I have some downtime with my family. But um, I do schedule like an errands day for Wednesdays. So mm-hmm. That way I can play catch up for the week. Um, so that's like sending out editing, anything like that and sending my photo shoot reminders, planning my TikToks and my Instagram feed. So I do that all in the one day. So I like to smash out my TikTok content all in one day for the week. So I'll like allocate half an hour to scroll through the app, find the trends, the music, everything I need to do, write down exactly what videos I'm going to make because else if I don't have a plan, I can sit there for hours not realizing. And then then I maybe spend about an hour making the videos and I'll try to do about 14 because I like to post twice a day on TikTok. So I do that on Wednesdays as well. It's awesome. It's so cool that you sort of batch things together. And one thing was um, just the errands day, because I know so many people don't do that. And um, if you don't batch up your days like that, then you end up just doing little errands all the time. Or also if you don't do them, you feel guilty because you feel like you're supposed to get it done today. But if you've got a dedicated day to something like this, your week is going to be so much easier to run. Yeah, exactly. Even if I have to go to office works to buy another hard drive, something like that. And I'm always like, Putting I don't have time Wednesday. to go there, but at least I know, oh, on Wednesday, I have the day. I can go do all those things. Yeah, that's awesome. Like one thing that I've done throughout my career, this is like a little hack for everybody is um, only have client meetings on like one day a week mm. because I don't like to get dressed up every single day. <laughs> I like to sort of just like, you know, cruise into work, but one day a week, it means I just need to clean my studio one day and then get all dressed up and then have everything good and have fresh coffee in there and all, whatever else. But then if you do it every single day, it means it's pulling me away from work all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So when you're talking about like sort of um, workflow for like TikTok and stuff, mm-hmm. do you do that just once a week for, for the whole week or do you do it for the month? Um, I usually do it once a week. So I'll try to do it on Wednesdays. Um, so like I said, half an hour for planning and then an hour for making it. When you say making it, are you talking about one post or seven posts? 14. Or 14. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There you go. So, you know, it used to take <laughs> me a while to make them, but I feel yeah. like I know how it works now so I can kind of pump them out. And especially yeah. if I spend that half an hour planning it, I feel like that takes a lot of the time. Totally. So, and so you're aiming to do two posts per day? Yeah. So with Robert Benjamin, that guy that I was studying, mm-hmm. he says like what times work for you best. And I actually did pay for, um, he did like an account look like overview kind of thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like an audit. Yeah. It was like $50. It was awesome. nothing. So I was like, let's try that. And he told me, you know, what hashtags to use, um, what um, videos I'm doing are working really well and also the times to post. So he did recommend to post three to four times a day, but I just struggled to get that much content out with the amount I'm working. So I was for a little bit doing three, but now I've brought it down to two. So I post at 3.55 PM and at 9 PM. Do you see a big difference between when you were posting three to now posting two? I do. I feel like I don't know, because when I would watch his YouTube videos, he would say like more content, the better. It's not going to affect your views or anything. And he'd be like, as soon as you start, you should be posting like 10 videos a day. Mm. That's what he said. And personally, like maybe for other people, I just find it didn't work for my account. As soon as I would start doing more, my views were lower. Yeah, so, okay. and like they were the same, like I knew this, like the quality, the standard of them were the same. So it wasn't mm. the video, but if I just post two videos, then I find they could get like, you know, a hundred thousand views or so. If I was doing three, they'd only get like 4,000. 
So it just, it didn't make sense. Yeah, I've kind of done the same. I've, I've done an experiment where I started posting like three or four times on Instagram per day, but then my engagement completely died. You do get overall more engagement because it's like less on more posts. So I did get more overall, but people kind of sort of started unfollowing too because I was like, man, this dude's just slamming me. Mm, yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. I think a lot of people would find it daunting just to even do two posts per day. But the way that you're sort of putting it together is just saying like, this is part of my work life. This is literally part of work. This is what I got to do every day. This is at the time that I do it. And it's just part of the workflow. Is that right? Yeah. And it is very time consuming, but I feel like, cause I enjoy that part of my business. It's okay. Mm. And I consider that my marketing because so I don't, I don't pay for ads or anything. I find my you know, most beneficial way of marketing would be TikToks and doing test shoots, like shooting with influencers or models and getting really creative. Cause then I use that content to make TikTok videos. And that's always the stuff that goes viral because it's not normal. It's very out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Do you um actually plan a lot of like things like that where you're like lining up with an influencer or doing something a little bit completely different just to um because you know it's going to perform a lot better? Yeah, so it kind of goes through ways with how busy I am. I feel like I've been kind of lacking the last 2 months. I've maybe done one a month, but I do really enjoy it and I feel like it just lets me be creative and, you know, still stay in love with photography. So, I have actually like set my three goals for the month and it was to do three test shoots this month and um ideally I'd love to be doing one every week or fortnight. Because, yeah, the content, because even like one test shoot, I could make four or five or even more TikTok videos out of it because you can just, you know, you can make the hook different. You can make it different. Then you have different photos as well. So there's a lot of ways you can turn it. Hey, with your, I know you got a big uh, following on on TikTok. Can you actually monetize that as well and um, collab with people? So it's not just directly for your business where you're booking clients, but you can actually advertise or um, or do other things like that? Yeah, there's many ways you can do it. I know, um, I think it's just in America where you can do like YouTube where you get paid for the amount of views. I don't think it's in Australia, at least yet, which is very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, so they, they can get paid, you know. You. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it would be that much. But um, yeah, however, you know, much for a view. There's that part. Then they have added a part where you can accept like brand deals on the account. So you can, you can um, like sign up your account for it, which I've done. And then a brand might send a thing, say, hey, we want you to do this and mm. send like their budget. And you can like accept a client. So it's through the app or else oh, people wow. can just come to you direct. So I've done that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause when I first started my TikTok, it was very travel based because I was traveling a lot pre COVID for photo shoots. Like every few months I was overseas. So I had a lot of like Maldives content, Mexico and all that stuff was going viral as you can imagine. So I had a travel app message me and they're like, oh, we want you to just promote our app and that you can, it's kind of like Pinterest for traveling where mm. you can like save um, where you want to go. And then, you know, for future reference. So I don't know how many followers I had at that time. I might've had 200,000 and I didn't really know what to charge. So I think I said $200 for a post and they got me down to 150 and I was like, okay, because it was my first one. I was like, whatever, let's give it a try. So I did 150 and that video ended up getting 1 million views. Wow. That's the best $150 I ever spent. That's pretty good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
So now looking back and I was like, oh, I could have done a bit more money there. But you, you don't know how it's going to go on TikTok. Like that totally. video could have got 10,000. It could have got 500. Mm. Yeah, I guess you kind of just need to maybe, maybe do a base amount and then how it performs. Maybe add more. I don't know. But yeah, Something to explore there for sure. Yeah. Do you think um, like right now you would put more time and energy into TikTok than you would Instagram? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so with my Instagram, I probably spend 15 minutes a week to just plan the post. So I like, you know, have a scheduling app, plan it all, do the captions. I have reminders on my phone. I'm like, I have so many reminders. My family hate it. Well, like um, alarms, like every you know hour there's something going off. So I don't have to do too much for that. I feel like I spend more time on the stories. I try to post a few stories a day so that my, you know, my little icons are always at the top, always staying mm. in people's heads. But yeah, TikTok, I definitely give a lot more effort to because I just see so much more potential in it. Like mm. it can literally change your life overnight. I know so many people who have, even businesses, like one of my clients that I shoot for, um, lash therapy, if you've heard of them, they do like eyelash serum and they blew up on TikTok as well. And in their first year, I think they made $800,000. It's amazing. Like, how isn't does it? that happen? There's <laughs> such a big opportunity there for waiting for us. Yeah, definitely. Do you think your consumers, or sorry, your like clients, they are sort of more steering towards TikTok as well and like probably stepping more off Instagram, putting less time into Instagram? Yeah, I feel like I feel like maybe TikTok is kind of like you're either a watcher or a creator. Totally. Um, one or the other. But either way, you're on the app. And I do feel like I've noticed, you know. Um, over the last couple of years that has kind of like transitioned to more people being on TikTok. Because in the beginning, everyone was like, no, TikTok's for kids, it's for dancing, I'm not getting on there. Like I did in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But then I feel like probably COVID and the lockdown did have a big impact we had nothing else to do. So mm. everyone just went on TikTok and it was very entertaining for when you couldn't do anything every day. Even that's when I put a lot of effort into it because I was like, I've got nothing else to do. I can't work for like what was like two years. So I may as well, I didn't want to waste the time. So that's why I put so much time into TikTok. So that way, at least when I come out, I have, you know, I have something to show for the last two years. And I feel like they have said that the age range has like gone up. So in the beginning, it was targeted at a lot of kids. And I think I said the age range is kind of like 23 to 27 or something now on TikTok. It may have even gone up more. So for um, wedding photographers, it's basically perfect. Yeah, I've seen heaps of wedding photography on there. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's cool how things sort of change and ebb and flow and stuff. And, and there's so many platforms for us now. So I think too many people sort of think that like, it's one platform to rule them all, but really like what you're saying is um, you're on a platform that you are excited about and it best works for, for you, you know? So maybe, maybe you're not great at writing. So you don't want to do like, you don't want to be on Twitter or you don't want to do big, you know, blog posts and you don't want to do things like that. Other people, they'd hate to be in front of a camera or they would hate to film things or they'd hate to do all those things. And like TikTok might not be for them, but there's enough room for all of us to find our niche. As long as we're passionate about it, we will actually stick to it and we will do it again and again and again to get those results. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Hey, just to sort of finish off, can you give us um, can you give us one hack to get some more engagement on either Instagram or TikTok? Okay, so I'll probably go... Actually, I'm going to go both. Okay, so on Instagram, one of my hacks with, I'd say, my stories, 
is the polls. Take advantage of it because if people are engaging with your stories, it's going to boost the views. So I've tried it a couple of times and I've definitely seen the difference where you now I might, it might be a day where I'm just posting some behind the scenes and some photos, not, nothing to really um, trigger that engagement. And I might get 500 views, something like that. And then the next day, the content's not that much different. It's not more exciting, same kind of thing. But at the end of the shoot, I might post um, a few of my photos. So everyone loves to do this where I'll do like two photos and I'll say, which one's your favorite? And I'll do the poll and I'll do one or two. And the amount of people that message me or come to my shoots and they say, oh my God, I love playing that poll game you do on your story. Cause I call mm. it like the poll game. I'm like, okay guys, another, another poll game. I love game. the poll game. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, oh, which one am I going to do? Oh, do yeah, I get, and you want to know, you know which like one everyone, everyone else has done. Like, am I right yeah. or am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just doing that, my engagement can go up to 1200. So it's more than doubled. Wow. From just doing that. And then after that, I like to like, you know, link my website or something. So then I know that heaps of people are seeing the link. So um, that's when I usually put that there. So that's for Instagram. Uh, actually, another one for Instagram with Reels, if so, for the views, I post it to my feed for starters. That way your audience is seeing it. But then even the next day, I'll post it onto my story because it, it could be like 5,000 views on your feed. But then as soon as I put on my story, it goes to like 8,000. I don't know how, because I only get, you know, 3,000 on the story, but somehow it like boosts up heaps. So I try to do that every now and then. I do actually know the answer to that. Oh, want to share it with me? <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people don't realize this, but it's, it is a new thing. But when you mm -hmm. post your reel on your story, every time someone looks at it on the story, it it's counted as a view on the reel. Okay. So if you've got lots of people watching it, like you're, yeah. you're just counting up more views, which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because I've <laughs> seen people, they even hide it behind their stuff. So if you post a photo, you've hide the video behind the photo. Oh, wow. Because so like that, that, that will there. count. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen that. And then on TikTok, hacks. So with making them, there's so many, it changes all the time depending on the algorithm. But I'd say like in this current moment, I try to keep my videos around seven to eight seconds. I try to keep it up. And so the first part, I'll do like three seconds for the hook. So something really engaging, have a really good hook. So do something, I bet you didn't know this. Um, three things you wish you knew. Was this worth it? Question marks. And then people are like, oh, I need to see what happens. And then, yeah. And then you can just like, depending how long the video is going for, then you can say like, that part of the text can then expire going to the next one. But like we went to a cliff and did this dot, dot, dot. So I always do the dot, dot, dots because it makes people wonder. Um, and then going to the next one and then you kind of like post the photo. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, the hook is a big one for that. And, and even that time. But like I said before, like there's so many tips for TikTok, like the, um, the music I was saying with the beat drop that um, even at the end of your video, if you put a um, like follow me for more, then like I've seen so much difference in that. Like before, um, I think mm, that's good. when I started doing that, because I learned that from Robert Benjamin, when I started doing that, I gained 200,000 followers in four weeks. Wow. As soon Such as I a simple call to action, hey, and everyone forgets yeah. to have a call to action. Yeah. And like he'd been saying it so long in his YouTube videos and I thought, yeah, but I don't want to be too salesy. I don't want to annoy people. So I didn't do it. Mm. But then when he sent me like, you know, that thing's telling me exactly what to do. And he was like, if you don't do these things, you're not going to see the results. Don't come crying to me afterwards. So I was like, okay, well, I can't not do what he tells me to do after he goes and says this. So I'm like, I'll give it a try. <laughs> I'll do everything he says. So he can't have a goal at me. And, and it yeah, worked. It worked. So now I just always do it. 
That's so good. It's actually so cool to hear right now because I'm literally right now, before I was talking to you, writing out the sales module for the new business map. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about like the call to actions and how you got to do it and how like it's not it's not like a sleazy sales thing. It's it's just like simply you need to show people what the next step is because they sometimes don't even realize and they want more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's so cool. Hey, um, I know that you have an app um, and we also want to find your social media channels. So let us know. Um, so my app is Pocket Studio, which is available for iPhone and Android. So that has my filters available on your phone so you can apply them to your photos. And then my socials, Rachel Canali Photography for Instagram. TikTok is rachel.canali. And you can also find me on YouTube, which is just Rachel Canali. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much good knowledge today. And um, I'm really I'm really stoked and really impressed with all the work that you've been doing and your work ethic and, you know, how much you're showing up and, and doing all the things. So it's really cool to see. And um, I know it's going to inspire so many people. Yeah, thank you.